You're watching the best NFL draft podcast on the internet. Welcome to the kingdom. Lower the drawbridges and welcome to the kingdom. My name is Andrew Lamke and you are listening to the best NFL draft podcast on the internet. Now today I wanted to look at three teams that I believe should be looking to trade down in the 2021 NFL Draft. Now with five quarterbacks likely to be selected in the top 15 and three of them already getting chosen in the top three, there are there's going to be a lot of questions on where the fourth and fifth quarterbacks get selected. And there are a ton of teams between the Washington football team, the Chicago Bears, the New England Patriots, the Carolina Panthers, the Denver Broncos, and even some of the teams later in the draft, like the Steelers and the Saints, who all of these teams could be looking for their next quarterback soon, and they need to start looking. So I believe that these three teams are in prime spots to trade down and call up a quarterback-needy team and acquire future assets while still selecting a great player in the first round. But without further ado, let's get into it with the first team that I believe should trade down. Now, we already know three quarterbacks. One, two, and three. That's almost certainly Trevor Lawrence, number one, Zach Wilson, number two, and I personally believe it's going to be Trey Lance at pick number three for the 49ers. Despite a lot of fans wanting Justin Fields, and despite rumors of Mac Jones at pick three, which I personally would never draft Mac Jones at pick three. He's He's got the IQ, but he just doesn't have he doesn't have it. He doesn't have that accuracy. He's not my quarterback three, definitely not. But nonetheless, looking at that fourth pick, the Atlanta Falcons. Now, if they were to stay put, I believe the pick would either be Kyle Pitts out of Florida or Panay Sewell out of Oregon. Personally, I would take Sewell because of positional value and. Sewell is my personal favorite prospect in the class. He's number one on my big board. But Kyle Pitts is also in the top five on my big board, and he's a heck of a tight end talent. And, you know, the Falcons have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, but might as well give them Kyle Pitts, too, and just make their offense pretty unstoppable. Either way, they're getting a great player at four. But that's why I believe they should trade down. Because sure, you can get Panay Sewell, even though you have Jake Matthews under contract for at least like three more years, as well as Caleb McGarry, the guy you just drafted like two years ago, as your right tackle. And Kyle Piss, they just traded for Hayden Hurst. So, realistically, I believe that they should call up a team like the Broncos and Patriots. Now, having pick four, the 49ers trade really screwed up the Panthers. 
because now we have three quarterbacks going in the top three. And that fourth pick, if a quarterback does get selected in that spot, it's not going to the Panthers because the Falcons are in the same division as the Panthers. And the trade between those two teams is just not going to happen, which is going to put Carolina in a bad spot. But it allows more leverage in the division for the Falcons in the future as the Panthers could be stuck with Teddy Bridgewater or they might have to settle with Mac Jones, especially if they don't end up with a Deshaun Watson with everything going on. So the Atlanta Falcons, if they trade down to nine, they could still get a great player. But I believe they should look, they should call up the Patriots and they should say, hey, pick four, you want your QB, Bill Belichick, your last stand, whatever you, whatever the situation is down in New England. If the, the Patriots are rumored to be looking up to trade up for a quarterback, you, you acquire 115, aka first round pick 15, you acquire a 2022 first and a 2023 first. That gives you two future first round picks and pick 15 in this class. And because they're moving from 4 to 15, there's a chance they could also acquire a second, third, or fourth round pick in this year's draft class. So boom, you get a deal done, you're set up for the future. You are able to rebuild, but the Falcons are in a weird spot. They have a ton of roster holes, and they are definitely close to a rebuild, if not already in one. But because of Matt Ryan's contract and also having Julio Jones under contract, and especially with their ages, they are kind of in a win-now mode as well. So moving down to 15 will still allow them to get a great player, but it will also give them future assets. And especially when the Patriots are probably not going to be winning the division with the Dolphins, Bills, and honestly, even the Robert Saleh led Jets with Zach Wilson behind them at QB, most likely. If the Falcons move down to pick 15, they have leverage at the running back position, something you wouldn't really expect at pick 15. I'm not a huge fan of selecting a running back in round one. You look at some of the most recent NFL Super Bowl winners, and most of the teams had players like LeGarrette Blunt or Jay Ajayi at most. You didn't really see the Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, even Le'Veon Bell level of talents from the Super Bowl winners because running backs just don't matter as much as quarterback or offensive tackle, or edge, or cornerback, especially in today's NFL, where teams are so quick to throw the ball, positions like cornerback are worth so much more than the running back position. But as a win-now team, with Todd Gurley currently off the roster, the Falcons would have a chance to draft Najee Harris at pick 15. A heck of a leader, a heck of a talent. This player drove nine miles, he drove, or sorry, I, I apologize, 
he drove nine hours to go to his pro day for his teammates where he wasn't even performing. This guy is a leader. This guy is a freak talent. And the reason why running backs don't matter that much is because they don't last very long. They get hurt. But Najee Harris, despite him already taking a ton of carries in college, he's got a good build to last a while. He might not last like Derrick Henry might, but man, he could last over 10 years in the NFL at great talent. So, the Falcons take Najee Harris at 15, and they have a great offense, led with Matt Ryan, Najee Harris, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. But even if they don't select Najee Harris at 15, and even if they don't select someone like Jalen Phillips or Quiddy Pay, especially with the Carson McKinley gone. They have leverage over the Miami Dolphins at pick 18, the Arizona Cardinals at pick 16, and the New York Jets at pick 23. All three of these teams are looking for their franchise running back. Obviously, the Cardinals need a running back very badly, as right now, they are stuck with Chase Edmonds. The Miami Dolphins are stuck with Miles Gaskin, and Najee Harris would be a perfect fit for that Flores offense. And as of right now, it's looking like Najee Harris might land at 18 if he doesn't go 16, with current draft order, of course. And then also the Jets. The Jets need a running back to pair next to Zach Wilson. It'll put a lot of pressure off Zach Wilson, and it'll also stop the Dolphins from getting the player that they want. And it could throw off their draft game, and that, that could be the Jets' game plan. But either way, the Falcons have leverage. At pick 15, you can acquire so much more from the Cardinals, Dolphins, or Jets in order to give up Najee Harris, or you could select him for yourself at 15. And either way, you're getting multiple first-round picks from the Patriots and still selecting a star or getting more draft assets and still selecting someone great at pick 18, 16, or 23. Or even to the Steelers at 24. Next up on the list is the Lions. Now... There is a very real possibility that the Falcons trade down, the Bengals select Jamar Chase, and the Dolphins select Kyle Pitts at 6th overall, which means Panay Sewell is still on the board at number 7 for the Lions. If that's the scenario, the Lions should just stay at pick 7 and take Panay Sewell. However, there's a very real chance Panay Sewell is off the board, as he should be by pick 7. And if he is, the Lions should be one of the teams who look to trade down with someone like the Broncos, so the Broncos can jump the Panthers, the Patriots, once again, or a team like the Washington football team or Bears, although that's not as entertaining because you are dropping further down the draft order. If the Lions trade with the Broncos, they could still get Jalen Waddell or Devontae Smith. 
which I believe the pick would be Jalen Waddle for the Lions. So you still get your franchise wide receiver or hopeful franchise wide receiver, which is looking like it could be the Lions pick if they stay put at seven. But being able to trade down allows you so many options. If you trade down with the Broncos, you get Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Micah Parsons, or Patrick Sertain before the Cowboys can take him. If you trade down with the Patriots, you get more assets for the future, as well as a very real chance at Micah Parsons or even Devontae Smith still at pick 15. Somebody's going to fall to pick 15. And that's going to be who the Lions can get at such a good value. I believe it'll be Micah Parsons because of his character issues, but with his testing and how great of a player he is, there's a very real chance he's gone by 15. Next up is the Vikings. Now, if the Vikings have the 14th pick in the draft, and I believe the first three picks will be Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance, as I said earlier. But if either Mac Jones or Justin Fields are available at pick 14, the Vikings should call up the Bears and the Washington football team. Both teams are desperate for a quarterback. The Washington football team is stuck with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and the Bears are stuck with Andy Dalton, who they claim they're very excited about. However, they've claimed that about every quarterback they've had, from Nick Foles to Trubisky to Mike Glennon. And then we saw them get replaced one after another after another. So the Vikings trade down from 14 to 19 or 20. They acquire future assets, and they can draft so many different players. Everson Griffin is not on the team anymore. Yannick Nguakwe, however you say his last name, Yannick Nguakwe, something like that. Um, they're both gone. Daniel Hunter wants out. He doesn't want to be on the team anymore. He wants to be traded. The Vikings are in a desperate need for an edge rusher. Enter Quiddy Pay or enter Jalen Phillips. Both these guys are top 20 talents, and one of them is likely going to be available at pick 19 or 20. More than likely, actually. So, the Vikings go ahead, and they trade down, and they acquire future assets, and they still get an expensive position in the free agency in the edge. And they get their pass rusher for the future. Trading down also allows the Vikings to potentially get a second round pick this year, which is something that they don't have. But it could eventually lead them to trading up again and selecting an offensive lineman and offensive tackle in specific 
as they have lost Riley Reef to the Bengals. Once they trade down and select their likely defensive end, they could trade up for a Dylan Raddins, a Liam Eichenberg, Eichenberg, or anybody else. And they are, because this offensive tackle class is so deep with talent. And there are so many players that are worth where they are projected to be drafted. So either way, the Falcons, the Lions, and the Vikings. These three NFC teams are in prime position to trade down so that a team can trade up for their quarterback. They can look to acquire assets this year or for the future and still get their star. The NFL is about leverage and it's about assets. We see that training for a star player rarely works out as the Seahawks are in cap hell and don't have any draft picks. In fact, they only have three in this entire draft class. The Rams have a talented roster, but between Matt Stafford and Jalen Ramsey, they don't have future draft picks. They don't have a first-round pick for a while, and they haven't had one for a while, thanks to the Jared Goff trade, um, when they end up drafting Jared Goff after trading up to pick one. And while that team is talented, they have so many holes that it's unlikely the Rams will make a serious Super Bowl run. They can make the playoffs. And sure, all it takes is a couple of good games. But the chances of them winning the Super Bowl is too little for my liking to give up the assets. So these three teams trading down can look to rebuild or even still win now if you're in the Falcons or even Vikings scenario. And they could end up as the winners of the 2021 NFL Draft.